Although E3 only ended less than a few weeks ago, it already feels like a long time has passed. And with many outlets doing deep dives and now video game news returning back to its regular cycle, gaming seems to be getting back to norm. And this was the first Nintendo E3 Direct since June 11th, 2019, which would make it almost two full years since their last E3 Direct. And prior to the presentation, Nintendo announced that it would be doing approximately 40 minutes that would be focusing on software, mostly coming out in 2021. Needless to say, between all the Switch Pro speculation flying around, all of the Breath of the Wild 2 anticipation, and the over two-year gap between Nintendo E3 Directs, hype levels felt like they were off the charts once again, and having been burned many times by over-expecting from Nintendo, my personal expectations were actually quite low. After digesting all that was E3 this year, the best presentation realistically only had two options between Nintendo and Microsoft. Microsoft's presentation felt like it just had more consistent tone throughout with very few lulls. Nintendo surprisingly delivered a very solid presentation that only had a couple of major announcements with a lot of smaller things for everyone to find something for themselves. This week on the Video Games Podcast. Arguably the biggest announcement from the Nintendo E3 Direct 2021 and likely one of the biggest surprises of all of E3 was that 2D Metroid is returning with an original entry for the first time in 19 years. Metroid Fusion landed on the Game Boy Advance on the same day that Metroid Prime was released for the GameCube and the last time before that was in 1994 with Super Metroid for the SNES. There has been Zero Mission and Samus Returns, but both of those were remakes. 19 years is a very long time to leave a genre and what it did was leave people wanting more. Although gamers have received more in the years since and this will make for a very tough return to the genre. Hollow Knight, Ori, Axiom Verge, Dead Cells, Shadow Complex and many more have come in to fill the demand for Metroidvanias that people so desperately wanted. These games also did more than just act as a placeholder until Metroid returned. Many have made meaningful additions to the genre that have now changed the game literally. Metroid Dread is releasing on October 8th and is going to continue the storyline of the series and is technically the fifth entry in the series based on the start of the trailer. Metroid Dread should help satiate the fanbase until Metroid Prime 4 releases whenever that happens. The release of Metroid Dread and that they mention that development is coming along well leads me to be optimistic for a fall 2022 release for Metroid Prime 4. One of the most pleasant surprises for me was the announcement that Advance Wars was making a return with Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, which, as it sounds, is a reboot of the first two games with a new engine. And having never played a single second of Advance Wars, the option of being able to have a new entry point into the series to see what all the hype about is very exciting. Some of the games that I have ended up putting the most time into over the past generation include a lot of turn-based strategy games such as XCOM 2, Into the Breach, and Gears Tactics just off the top of my head. Strategy games along with deck building games seem to have gotten a renaissance over the past decade. 
Reboot Camp looks to be going in a very different direction with the art style which seems divisive, but if the core gameplay remains the same, then people should be happy with the update. Reboot is also adding in some modern features including versus mode where up to four players can battle across dozens of maps and make custom settings including fog of war and funds and this looks like it can be all done online. The revival of Advance Wars is likely a temperature check to see if there is enough interest needed to create a whole new game from the ground up. The announcement wasn't all positive, as the game won't be launching until December, even though it seems like the perfect summer release, and the game will be full price. And with what little information we have about the game at this point, the price tag could possibly be feeling a little too high, but Nintendo did say that more information will be released soon, so we'll just have to wait for that. After trolling at the very start of the presentation with Ganondorf being thrown into a volcano which just turned out to be the next Smash character reveal, with over 80 fighters in Super Smash Ultimate, they could have easily chosen anyone else. And while on the topic, they also decided to depict Captain Falcon of F-Zero as well. And with so many fighters, Nintendo has to be aware that there is a wildly rabid fanbase looking for more news on Breath of the Wild 2 and at least some type of fan base, myself included, that would love to see F-Zero return in some form. Many were likely waiting on the edge of their seat for the end of the presentation, hoping that Breath of the Wild 2 would be announced for the end of 2021. However, the initial reaction to the one more thing was an update on Hyrule Warriors, which I think would have caused quite an uproar. And if that's how Nintendo ended their E3 2021 Direct... It wouldn't have been nice. My expectations and assumptions for what we knew about Breath of the Wild 2 were not in line with what was shown. The last time we got a tease at the end of the E3 2019 Direct, we saw Link and Zelda in what looked to be the underground of the Breath of the Wild map, and it might have seemed like it was using a lot of the same elements, but from the first second that you see Link falling from the sky, it seems a lot easier to understand why this game has been taking as long as it has. The brief trailer showed off many new mechanics and elements considering that it was just a few short minutes. You can see floating landmasses which you're likely going to be able to teleport or traverse to somehow. We see Link with some new type of arm enhancement which resembles the Sheikah Slate. And we can see Link in all kinds of new abilities including reversing time and even being able to move through buildings somehow. The game looks visually stunning thanks to its art style but with the amount that is seemingly available on the screen all at once. It would seem like it would really benefit from a new and improved Switch. Breath of the Wild ran overall pretty well on the Switch back in 2017, but this looks to expand on the world that we already knew in some massive ways. If Breath of the Wild 2 isn't slated to release until 2022, then it might be a while until we see the next iteration of the Switch hardware. And at this point, we have seen nothing else that should launch alongside a more powerful piece of hardware. Digital Foundry did confirm that the original Breath of the Wild was running at 900p when docked and 720p in handheld, so there is definitely room for improvement, as well as helping with things like draw distance and frame rate, considering that when the game was docked, the frame rate would dip from the targeted 30 all the way down to 20 at times, and considering that the world seems even bigger since it looks like the same map but above and below as well, this would be a title that would largely benefit from some new horsepower. One of the biggest rumors before and right up until E3 2021 was that the Switch Pro was going to be revealed with plenty of credible sources 
but nothing ever came of it. Nintendo has been riding a streak of success since release of the Switch way back in 2017, and one thing that seems likely is that they will continue to follow in the pattern of what has been working so far. Back in July of 2019, Nintendo revealed their handheld exclusive Switch Lite, and less than a month before this reveal, Nintendo had their E3 2019 conference and there wasn't any mention of a new system coming. They revealed Luigi's Mansion 3, Link's Awakening, and Animal Crossing Deep Dive, and then we also got our first teaser for the Breath of the Wild sequel. This leads me to believe that the Switch Pro still has a strong possibility of landing this year based on their behavior with the Switch at this point. The component shortages that have been caused by the pandemic might alter this plan, pushing it back into 2022, as well as many of the titles that are planned for 2020 releases don't seem like they would be a flagship title to truly display why you need to purchase a Switch Pro. It's likely that a title such as Metroid Prime 4, Breath of the Wild 2, or the next 3D Mario would be able to fully display the capability of the new and improved hardware, and all three of these titles have a strong chance at landing in 2022. Sales of the Switch and the Switch Lite have been selling very strongly over four years into the life cycle of the Switch, having sold now over 84 million as of March 31st, 2021. The Switch is likely on its way to becoming the best-selling Nintendo console of all time and possibly the best-selling console of all time. And while improved hardware would be a nice jolt to sales, it might not be required just yet. When speaking with the Washington Post, Doug Bowser said that we are always looking at technology and how it can enhance gameplay experiences. It's not technology for technology's sake. What's the right gameplay experience with that? There are a host of factors that can go into it and something we are always looking at. And this statement sounds like it could be released at any time, but reading between the lines, it will launch alongside a title that can truly show off all of the improvements. This wasn't the best Nintendo Direct of all time, but what was shown was promising. It's promising to see Nintendo return to some of their beloved forgotten IP, whether with a remake in the case of Advance Wars, or with a completely new entry in the case of Metroid Dread and WarioWare. It's promising that Nintendo will give the same treatment to some of their other IP that may have fallen out of favor over the years, like F-Zero, Wave Race, and Earthbound, just to name a few. And it's also extremely promising that they made a lot of people happy with this Nintendo Direct without a lot of their top-tier franchises, which bodes well for an amazing next few years on the Switch. Bayonetta 3, Metroid Prime 4, new 3D Mario title, Breath of the Wild 2, Donkey Kong, Mario Kart, and that is just naming a few of the more household names that are top-tier franchises. And considering that Nintendo isn't making games for the 3DS anymore, it seems that it may have taken just a few years of development to shift completely to the Switch. Heading into 2022, we may be about to enter the best few years of the Switch that it has to offer, and considering just how good to great most years have been, this is very exciting. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider subscribing if you haven't already, and remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. 